good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's wonderful to have you as part of the day today. Thank you for letting me into your day today. We have been in revival services at our church at Heritage, and our revival speaker has been evangelist Mike Schrock, and he's consented to take some time from his schedule to be able to talk about some questions that I think are relevant to God's people today, certainly to Bible-believing churches. And so I think because of that, it would be good for us to spend some time. Some of you have not uh, particularly been uh, been uh, informed about the evangelist and the role of evangelist in local churches. And I think that's uh, much to the detriment of Bible-believing churches today. And I understand it's been a difficult time in recent months, but uh, I'm glad to have Brother Mike Schrock here this morning and wanted to take a uh, couple podcasts and spend some time exploring with him the role of an evangelist as it relates to a local church. And Brother Mike is a member of Faith Baptist Church in Taylor, South Carolina, and a faithful member there. And so he's been at our church before. And Brother Mike, it's good to have you here today. Thank you for coming and consenting to having this interview time. Uh, what I wanted to do is to start out by asking a simple question, and that is, uh, what is your understanding? Could you help us to get a little better grasp of the biblical role of an evangelist today? Well, thank you, Pastor. It's certainly a treat to be here at your church. Good to see you again. You're a personal friend, and I just love your church and, and your work and your ministry and your philosophy, and I'm uh, very flattered that uh, you would want to interview me. But um, to get to your question... Uh, the way that I see the role of an evangelist as far as the Bible is concerned is, you know, in, there in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that an evangelist is a gift to the church mm, for yeah. the edifying of the saints. Amen. You know, a lot of people think that the role of an evangelist is to go out and win souls. Mm. And I don't think that that's really what the Scripture is teaching there because they, they, they already have to be saved to be edified. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I personally see my role as an evangelist, and I even have this in some of my promotional material, is coming in and assisting the pastor. I don't want to wreak havoc for him. I don't want to make his job harder, but I'd like to be able to say things that perhaps he can't say mm. um, as directly as an evangelist. That's guy. often very helpful, especially yeah, for our sure, folks. Yeah. Sure, I hear that a lot. Yeah, And um, I... Um, I like what Billy Sunday once said, and I'm certainly not the caliber preacher that Billy Sunday was. I don't mean to imply that. But Billy Sunday used to say that when it came to preaching in a local church, he said he never said anything that a good Orthodox pastor didn't say. It's just that that he would use a sledgehammer and the pastor would use a penny hammer. Mm, That's good. You know, a a pastor has to be more gentle because he's with those people. I can, I like to humorously say, I blow in, blow up, and blow out, you know, as an evangelist. And so I can kind of come in there and I think that it's definitely a gift. I, uh, I, I don't think there are many men that would enjoy what I do. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I, I don't think I'd enjoy being a pastor as much as I do an event. In fact, I know I wouldn't. I like right. the I like the idea of, of traveling and going from church to church. And and I had one um, seminary professor tell me one time that he thought that the role of evangelist was really kind of under the gift of exhortation. Mm. And I don't disagree with that. Right. I think that, that probably one of my gifts as far as preaching is just exhorting and just encouraging people, you know, almost being like a coach. Right. And just coming in and, and uh, uh, again, just kind of just saying what needs to be said. And, and I, the less I know about the congregation, the better. Because right. you can go in there and just can kind of say what needs to be said well, and not worry about. Well, I some of our folks when we were here today. I mean, I was talking with some just in casual conversation, and and uh, they were commenting on the message for the past. Uh, well, yesterday, last night's message, and I said. I didn't tell Brother Mike what to preach. I said, Brother Mike just preaches what God lays on his heart. Yeah. And 
that dolphin makes it. That's a stunning revelation. To it them is. Sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's kind of a comfort to people knowing that we aren't purposely loading our guns right at them. That's right. We're just letting the word of God do its work. Amen. And uh, so, yeah. So to summarize my answer, my job as an evangelist, I see is just being almost an assistant pastor, mm. just coming in and yeah. assisting him and trying to make his job easier and, and just being a blessing to him. And, um, one of the one of the other things that happens as an evangelist a lot of times is that you'll go in there and that pastor feels free to share intimate stuff with mm-hmm. you, you know, because he can't right. share that stuff with his people, That's right. you know, because right. it, it'll, often it'll turn around and bite him. Right. And so I, I sometimes become a shoulder to cry on. Right. And uh, and I enjoy that. Okay. I, I mean, I don't enjoy the tears. I just no, enjoy no, no, being I the, understand. Yeah. Just being the uh, well, encourager. I guess a follow up question to that would be then: Why do churches need to use God called? evangelists in your opinion well in my opinion again it comes back to that you know see question one um i'm able to say things Mm. i think that need to be said that the pastor has to be very careful with right and uh so the so so i see um i just see myself in that role of you know what pastor there just seems to be a different i shared this with the church tonight you can tell a difference between a church that uses an evangelist and a church that doesn't. Mm. Churches that don't, and this is kind of a trend, and we might get into this a little later with some of your questions, but there's a trend right now of not using evangelists. And mm. I think in large part it has to do with Calvinism. Mm. And I think another large part of it has to do with the fact that because of Calvinism, these right. young men coming out of seminary with their Calvinistic doctrine really feel self-sufficient. They don't mm. need That's help. They don't want help. Right. There, I, I can't help but even think that there might even be a jealousy factor mm-hmm. that evangelist comes in and says and and, get, and moves people mm-hmm. maybe in a in a more direct and quick way than the pastor does, mm-hmm. and uh, so so you know evangelists I think are getting used less and less uh, because of the current theme of doctrine that mm-hmm. we see in most Bible in a lot of Bible. Is that churches. swing that pendulum swing uh, back to Calvinism yes. and as a result that yes. kind of comes about. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting too, it's been my observation and other evangelists have shared this with me, that a church with a seminary or a church with a Bible institute or you know, any kind mm-hmm. of secondary type uh, education mm-hmm. doesn't use an evangelist. Hmm, that's interesting. And I think it's because, you know, knowledge, if you're not careful, knowledge puffeth up. That's right. And I think that it's easy for these, some of these pastors, and, and I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to know their heart, you know, right, but right, right. it just seems like that. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting thought. Uh, another question that I wanted you to address as well is, and you talked a little bit about it tonight in the message, and I thought it was good, and that would be, why are revivals important in our day and age? Some people don't think that they're worth the effort anymore and i wanted to hear your viewpoint on why that's still something that should be a part of the church calendar on a regular basis i will answer that with an analogy okay we love it when our young people go to camp Mm. you know whether they're in elementary school junior high senior high even singles going off college age going off to camp and and the reason camp has been so successful is because these young people get a heavy dose of scripture mm. and god always uses that it's kind of fascinating mm. to be out there and meet couples a lot of them who met their mate at the camp they attended and how camp at camp they got called to preach That's at camp right. they got called to be a missionary yeah. god does so much through the camp ministry mm. and i see a revival mm-hmm. much like a camp for for adults for a sense. church you know you're yeah. getting a double dose not a double but an, an increased dose of scripture and god always uses that and yet we're living in a day and age 
where and and, and uh, we'll probably hit this a little later too, where churches are are meeting less and less. Mm. You know, I, you know true. and you always hear the you always hear the excuse, well, we're so busy. Mm. Well, Americans have always been busy. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we've got so much out there to entertain us right. and to keep us distracted. And I think a church that uses a revival really is putting the focus back, helping people to see the focus of Scripture needs to be the center. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, and that brings me to the last question for this particular podcast, and that is, uh, and I think you started to touch on that. What do you see as major problems in the church today? Yeah, there have been books written on this. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'll try to. I'll try to put it in. All right, show. summarize the best you can. <laughs> I think that overall, the biggest problem of the church is the fact that there's a decrease, there's a decrease, a market decrease of desire and hunger for the Word of God. Mm. Um, we're so distracted, you know, um, it's uh, the love of many is waxing cold because sin abounds. That's right. And so we're seeing churches doing away with evening services. Even revivals are getting shorter. I mean, even even mm-hmm. than we have now. That's right. Right now we're doing a Sunday, like we did this week, a Sunday through Wednesday. And, you know, 30 years ago, that would have been laughed at. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody did at least a when Sunday through Friday. When I was Friday. a kid, you did a Sunday through Friday. Yeah. Sometimes they did two, two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Yeah. yeah. Billy Sunday would do six weeks and eight week revivals. You know, we would not stand for that today. No. And now, let me tell you what the current trend is. I'm getting more and more meetings where I just come in, like on Friday, I fly in on Friday, hmm. preach Friday night, Saturday night, all day Sunday, and then fly home. And they're doing wow. weekend revivals. Wow. I've, I've got a number of those now on my calendar. Interesting. And, uh, and, and and I don't fault that. It's just that those pastors are trying to do their best to, to make it as concise so that people will come. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you draw it out, they're going to stop coming. Right. And uh, so that's, that's kind of a trend that, uh, wow. that we're seeing a lot of. Any other major problems that you see? Well, you know, probably the same problems that you do too, and mm-hmm. we all do, and, and that's uh, standards, mm-hmm. you know, just obeying the Word of God in every area of my life, including, and I always get trouble. It's so fascinating to me, Pastor. I'll be preaching to a group of teenagers, and generally speaking, I know this sounds bad, but generally speaking, they like me. They mm-hmm. like my energy. They like my mm-hmm. humor. They like my jokes. They like right. how I put in stories, you sure. know, and, and I keep them, in, and, and their countenance tells you teenagers are easy to read right so you know you got them right. you know they're, they're, and but the moment i mention this five letter word you can just see their countenance drop and i lose them and that is music oh yeah music is so vital yeah and it is so instrumental i believe in pulling the church down mm. and every, it, I never have i seen an exception that so? every time a church starts to lower its standards in music the church itself starts to starts to suffer that makes sense you know less and less bible yep. less and less convictions right. less and less services right. do away with sunday night do away with sunday school mm. you know and so yeah so that, i think those are kind of the biggest trends that i see that's great well i appreciate your time we're going to end this podcast for today and i uh, want to encourage all of you to tune in tomorrow to the next podcast because brother mike's going to be speaking to a few more questions that we have and uh, appreciate his ministry and encourage you to sign on to his website and find out what's going on there. He has music that's available to you that you could purchase for use in your home and just to be able to get some good uh, God-honoring um, uh, music to uh, for your family to listen to. Let me encourage you to hold fast to the Word of God. Anchor 
your life firmly to the unchanging Word of God. And the Lord will bless you and He will see you through in uncertain days with shifting politics and shifting economies and the uncertainty of our day. God's Word will be an anchor for your soul. Walk with Christ.